Hi, I'm Dan, and I despise Hallmark Christmas movies, but guess what? You don't have to hear my voice after this little 30-second pitch. We had our good friend Andrew Walker join us, and not us, I mean his eventual co-star Autumn Reeser. They have a movie coming out in August, but you know what they did? They have never worked together, and so they did a little actor-on-actor interview for us, for Deck the Hallmark listeners, and you get to listen. You get to peek behind the curtain and listen to two actors who've never worked together, talk to each other and get to know each other for the first time right here on Deck the Hallmark. We hope you enjoy it. If you do, please do let us know. And without any further ado, here's Andrew Walker and Autumn Reeser on the Deck the Hallmark podcast. This is a Bramble Jam podcast. everybody. I'm Andrew Walker, and I'm in Hallmark movies. And I'm Autumn Reeser, and I am also in Hallmark movies. And this is the Deck the Hallmark podcast. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Hi, Autumn. Hey, nice to chat with you this morning. You too. This is going to be the first like real chat that we've had about acting ever in our life. I know we're about to start a movie in a little less than a week. And so this is nice. We get a little, you know, behind the scenes catch up before, before we launch in and go to work. I know. And I I actually love uh, quarantine before I work. It's kind of just like my, peaceful uh time to dive in and 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 get to know myself a little bit better too (laughs) (laughs) which is hard when you have little little children at home as you and i both do it's hard to find that time for yourself to really dive in as an artist and and as a human being as i'm sure all parents know too it's like wait who am i what do i enjoy outside of like making snacks for small people like i don't remember who i am anymore yeah, yeah. Your your kids are you said five and seven or seven and ten? They're seven and almost ten, and so they're getting out of that really intense phase of parenting, and it, it's yeah. kind of kind of amazing. But you're like in it with your little. I'm in it. How old are yours? Yeah, I'm in it, uh, and so is Brandon. Actually, uh, he has. We're our kids are almost pretty much the same age, same same gap. Uh, they're fifteen months and uh, five and a half. He's almost six in July. Our eldest is almost six, but you know, it's been, it's been weird for him coming, transitioning back into kindergarten right now. Mm-hmm. Cause it's the first, first year in this new kinder, kindergarten class. Yeah. So he was in there for, for, for the first time last week. And, uh, and he was, it was just kind of some like, you know, uh, just mental stress or, or like, you know, things that he was kind of dealing with that, that was indirect to the actual, like, we had to ask him like, why are you acting like this? What are you, what's the deal? Like, why are you, you know, being this way right now? And he's like, because finally he like blurted it out and he was like, because I'm scared. I'm shy. I don't want to go to kindergarten. I'm shy. Oh my gosh. Wait, have you read the book? The pigeon has to go to school. No. Oh my gosh. Get it for him. It's perfect. It's this, do you ever read those like piggy and Gerald books or the pigeon books by Mo Willems? 
No, no. Oh my gosh, Andrew, you have to get them. It's so cute. There's this little pigeon and he's stressed all the time about all sorts of things in his life and he's hilarious. But my son loves this book. It's called The Pigeon Has to Go to School. And it's about the pigeon freaking out about all of these reasons he oh, doesn't want to go to kindergarten. And then he discovers like why he does want to go to kindergarten. Oh, I feel like your son will love it. Oh, that's 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 awesome to hear. How about how about your kids? Have they been uh, a little tentative in going back to school after this year of uh, of being on Zoom? No, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> there. Um, my my younger one is just like a social being to his core and just like full of energy. So I am so I had more trouble keeping him. He's in first grade and um, I had more trouble keeping him focused at home. You know, he could stay focused for like 10 minutes tops. Yeah. Um, so it became like very yeah, exactly. I'm like, well, I wonder where he gets this from. Um, but he's like, you know, I think he's really loving being back in school and I think it's really good for him. So no, but you know, he had a year of kindergarten, almost a year of kindergarten before COVID started. So, you know, it's not quite the same thing. I can imagine that's really hard for, for your little guy. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, uh, we, you just, you know, you, you got to get past things and move, move on and move forward in life. And I think these, cha- these like little challenges that we've all had with our kids and the kid and challenges the kids have had, I think it's just going to make for, you know, they, they're going to look back at this time in two years and they're going to say, you know, I, I, I wasn't in an unprecedented time and I got through it and, you know, and, and that's it, you know? So, yeah. 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 So I, I don't, I'm sure people don't want to hear all about our kids stories because we talk <laughs> about this for, for hours, but, um, Let's talk How, about acting. Acting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so I just want to give people a really quick backstory. So <clears throat> Autumn and I, we have been trying to work together for almost a year and a half. We sat down, had coffee together with a couple of producers, a director friend of ours. And that was the the extent of how far that last project got. Yeah, but, COVID but still started, very, yeah. yeah, still very excited about it. Um, but we have been kind of this feels like it was kind of manifested in a way for us oh, that yeah. we, you know, and I, I think, you know, this I is super magical how this happened. Yeah. Like this is a project I've been developing for three years and fi- it was we were thinking it might get off the ground last year and then we finally got it off the ground this year and I was so excited about it and I really wanted you for it. And but I found out like we don't really even being a producer, like you don't always get to pick your cast. Like that's kind of something that Hallmark does. And so I had mentioned to my co-producer, I was like, this is who I want and I hope he's available and blah, blah, blah. And then unbeknownst to me, they asked you to do it. And then I found out and I was like, wait, this is magical. How did this, this doesn't like, it feels so. Oh, that's so funny. I thought that you had kind of like, you know. I found out I have like no say. Despite being a producer, I have like no say. Um, I did the same thing for for Love and Design. I produced a movie called Love and Design and, you know, and and I was a creative producer on it. And I I came up with the concept with a friend of mine. And um, and basically I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to pick exactly who I want to work with. And then and, you know, looking back at it, I couldn't have it couldn't have been a better person for the role. And I had a great time working with her, which was Danica McKellar. But it was uh, I had no say. I realized I was like, oh, no, I don't even have like an opinion. 
it was yeah it was totally out of my hands so yeah but it, i think it's really cool that like hallmark was like oh we've been wanting to see andrew and autumn work together for a while too so it feels like it was just really divinely aligned and i feel so grateful to have you on this project because it's so near and dear to my heart and the story is in a way my story and uh so i'm just so just thankful to spirit god the universe for manifesting this in this way it's yeah, perfect oh my and i love this story honestly like just sitting with it for the past week and a half now and it's so timely i don't know how much you want to say about it or what but i'm you know i'm i'm sure we can talk about it right yeah, yeah i'll just give everybody like a quick rundown on it i mean okay. based or on my character how about that and then you give everybody a quick rundown on yours yeah. um so this is about a girl who runs a, a blog and it's all about efficiency and maximizing your time and she lives in the city and she prides herself on being a girl on the go and i used to run um, a magazine for women called an online magazine for women called move lifestyle and it was all about the same thing like, you know, making them like quick, quick tips for like an efficient wardrobe and things like that. And um, in this story, Lauren discovers that, oh, hey, that's not all there is to life. And she goes to this retreat center where she learns to reconnect with nature and with her breath and to redefine time in a more holistic way. And that's been a lot of my journey, too. Um, so that's, that's Lauren's story in this. How, how about Jax? Man, I, I'm, I'm, that is so awesome to hear that you had that magazine. I had no idea that it was, yeah. it was an online magazine. Yeah, it was an online magazine and I ran it with a couple friends. I mean, it was kind of, it's like a blog e-magazine, a mix between the two. And, um, and I loved many, doing uh, it. We ran many, uh, for like three or four years. Okay. We ran this magazine. Yeah. And, um, and it was so satisfying and I, I just learned so much, but then ultimately it, you know, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I was spending all day in front of the computer and, um, that is not how I want to live my life. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, so Jack, uh, is kind of the complete opposite to, uh, to, uh, why am I blanking on your character's name? Lauren. 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 Yeah, Lauren. Thank you. Um, but, but, um, what's interesting about the two characters is that Lauren, uh, I teach Lauren about taking time to relax and just taking time for herself. And Lauren teaches me to kind of seize the moment, which is interesting, you know, seize the day. And, um, and we find this really, you know, so Jack owns this, um, retreat, this, uh, this uh, kind of health and wellness retreat, mainly for uh, realizing t t time efficiency and just like, you know, people that feel like they're, you know, they're kind of at, uh, have been cramming all this into their life to go and unwind and there's no technology allowed. And it's something that he built with his family. His father is originally the one that kind of converted their home into this, into this retreat. And uh, now his, since his father has passed, him, his sister, and his mother, and his uh, soon-to-be uh, brother-in-law uh, run the place, and um, and there's a lot of pressure on his back because he, he there was hopes for an expansion, and uh, and that was kind of in his father's plans, and 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 he really wanted to he wants to you know to to, to stay true to that and <clears throat> follow through, and um, so 
he's kind of at this crossroads where he's a, he's, he's a guy that is aware of, of, you know, taking time to relax and everything. But right now he's kind of at this pivotal point in his life where he is trying to scrounge up the money to, to do the, to, to do the expansion and uh, some things are falling through that he didn't, you know, that he didn't plan for. And, uh, and Lauren shows up right at this time and um, kind of helps him through this process as does he with her. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell, you know, the Jack character. And I just love how, you know, one is trying to, take the time to relax. And another guy is another person is trying to, you know, figure out how to, you know, if they made the wrong decisions in their life and, and, uh, and really just you know, taking time to seize them, seize the day, you know? So yeah. I think life in general is kind of that balance, right. Where you want to be able to yeah. seize the moment, you know, not overwork, not, you know, overstress yourself, but at the same time. And I think that's, that's what's neat about, you know, most people, having the ability to, to work out on an online platform or do yoga or do meditation. There's so much now in the Western culture that we're able to access through relaxation and, you know, and kind of getting your, your, yourself into, um, uh, having, you know, focusing on your mental health, you know? So I think that really what, what it comes down to. And so I think this is timely and I love being a part of this story. And, uh, and now bottom, I have a question you were talking about it before, but I'd love to know how you started acting as well. Oh, good. And then I have the same question for you. Um, I, you know, I saw a play like a community theater play. I'm from Southern California, um, a little surf town. And um, my parents, which one? Uh, Carlsbad and Oceanside. Oh, area. sweet. You're from Carlsbad? Yeah. yeah. That's, great. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. My dad was a surfer. And, um, so my parents moved there for the waves when they were, you know, in their early twenties and then they had me and my sister and, um, they were really good. You know, uh, I, I didn't come from a family that was like, you know, our, our lineage, like we didn't have a lot of artists or anything like that. My parents did a really good job, um, even with no money at making sure to expose us to the arts. And so they had taken me and my, my little sister to go see a community theater production of Cinderella when I was like six. And, um, there was a, a little kid in this play playing a mouse. And I was like, wait, what you can embody your story. You can be in the story. Like, cause we weren't, we didn't have a lot of TV or anything like that. And I don't think it would have even occurred to me that that would, those were real humans. Um, but seeing it in person, I was like, that's what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. Like it was like, I, I, that mem- memory is like seared into my brain. And at so six years old. Wow. At six. Yeah. It was that clear. And, um, so I begged my parents to, I was already a big reader at that time. I started reading at four and that was just like a big, big part of my life. So story was a big part of my life. Um, and I, so I, I was like, my parents, kudos to them looked into how do you get a kid involved in this in, in our um, hometown. And so I grew up doing community theater and I rarely had leading roles at all. Like, you know, I was usually in, in the chorus or like a, a secondary role, but, and that's how I started, fell in love with doing character work. Um, 
And then I went to theater school at 17 and um, it was, which was very intimidating because I did not have, you know, the luxury of having attended like an arts high school or anything like that. So when I auditioned, those were the first monologues I'd ever done in my life. And like, I don't even think I ever rehearsed them in front of another human being. I would like rehearse them in my bedroom because I was, I don't know, I was nervous or no, no. And then, um, you know, got in and then uh, went to school for a few years. And then I started interning at a casting agency because I wanted to learn the business side of things. I went to UCLA, so I was in Los Angeles and knew I wanted to get into the film and television side of things by that point. And, um, you know, I worked really hard, but I also got lucky. And, And then I started working, I think when I was about 20 and I left school to, to, um, to work and um and then that's that's how it all started what was your first gig what was your first like paying my first i think it was star trek voyager was like my first real oh that's cool first real gig yeah and a little um, alien kid yeah i was an alien yeah, i was an alien child <laughs> <laughs> of course i had like the full hair and make like the body makeup and the nose thing and um yeah, it was, I was just beside myself with joy. It was on the Paramount lot. So I got to drive in through those gates oh, yeah. on my first day of work. I was like, I've arrived. Um, it was very, very, very exciting. And that's such a beautiful lot as well. I think it's it's yeah. one of the oldest, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it was just, I was just so excited. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my origin story in a nutshell, your turn. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, kind of the same thing. I was, I was around, uh, eight, nine, uh, when I, when I got into a lunchtime drama program at my elementary school and Which, where, where are you from? Uh, from, I'm from Montreal, Canada. So um, yeah, I'm, oh. I'm from Montreal and, uh, I was doing a lunchtime drum program and my mother got a call from my teacher and she's like, Hey, I'm putting together an agency. Your son seems to like this kid. Do, would you mind if I started sending him out for auditions? And my dad was kind of against it. My dad has a, a brother who is an actor and he's out of Toronto and he's seen the ups and downs of the business. Oh, wow. and, and also my dad was like really into me playing sports and I was kind of, ex- I was excelling at a couple, couple sports and, soccer and football. And he was like, no, it's going to take time away from his, from his sports. But then once I got a call for my first audition, my dad was the first person. He was a school principal, uh, elementary school principal. Oh, wow. And he was the first person to take time out of his day to drive me downtown Montreal for my first Aww. audition, <laughs> which I ended up booking, which was crazy. Oh my God. And, and to bring us back full circle, uh, it was on a show that David Winning, our current director, had directed. No way. Yeah, called Are You Afraid of the Dark? And oh my gosh, I used to watch that show. I so, love it. No way. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, full circle. Love this. Yeah. So I, I, that was my first role. I would probably, well, once my, once I started, actually, once the agency started growing and, and uh, she actually started getting kids out there, um, I must have been around 11, maybe 10, 11. Um, and so that was my first gig. And then from that, my dad was like, Oh, okay, well, this, this could be some good college money. And so he, every time I had to do an audition afterwards, he would take time out of his day, drive me downtown and I would do my auditions. And then it just kind of started snowballing from there. But when I hit 15, I was like all in with football and, uh, I 
you know, really my future, what I thought my future was, I was just going to go to college, American college, get a scholarship to play football. And fast forward a few years later, I did, I, I got a scholarship to play at a, a few schools. I picked uh, Boston college and in spring camp, I tore my ACL and oh. lost the scholarship and went back. I was, I was back in Montreal rehabbing. I had surgery and um, kind of not knowing what my next step would be. And I had been acting at this point for, you know, for almost eight, nine years. And, uh, it didn't seem like it could be, it was a reality that I could actually do this as a career. Um, but I immediately after three months, two months after my rehab, I ended up booking my first leading role in a TV series. And that lasted for a year and a half, kind of got me through that, the struggles of dealing with my loss of scholarship, yeah, just like wow. my identity crisis. Cause I was like, I'm a yeah. football player. I'm not an actor. I can't like, I'm not, I still don't identify as an actor, which is weird in my <laughs> life. <you know? laughs> and, uh, and so I ended up doing that and then that's got me into another role. And then from when I was around 20 years old, I finished a TV series in Montreal and uh, one of a guy that I was working with, a co-star I was working with, and I decided to take off and go to Los Angeles. And we bought this $500 car and just, and documented the whole trip out there. And I had a management company in Montreal that had a, an arm in Los Angeles that was able to get me out for auditions. I was in LA for two weeks. I tested for As the World Turns, which was my first test in New York. And I didn't get it. And I was like, okay, well, that's my you know, that's, that's it for me. And, in, in uh, <laughs> you know, for my go in LA, I'm running out of money. And literally like a week later, I ended up auditioning for a TV show called maybe it's me. And it was on the WB network. I was that, on that show. You were on maybe it's me. I, yes, I didn't. How did we never know this about each other? Wait, keep going, keep going. And then I'll tell you. So, yes. Yeah, so I, I ended up yeah, book, uh, doing maybe it's me. And, uh, and the show ended up getting picked up for, for an entire season. And that, that, that I was 21 what? and uh, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> so, maybe we met each other before I did two episodes of that during like the prom, there was a prom. I was, I, my character was Rick stage. I was the brother with the really high hair. Oh my gosh. Okay. Did you go to the prom? Did your character go to the prom with this really, really, really beautiful girl with really dark hair? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was definitely in those episodes and we have definitely met before then. This is hilarious. I thought you were going to say I was the girl with the beautiful no. girl. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just remembering. I, I remembered her, but I didn't. I, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm remembering you now. Girl. This is so I, funny. That's how I know Bethany Joy Lenz as well. Um, she did one episode of maybe it's me. And then, uh, and then she ended up booking one tree Hill afterwards. And now we've done two movies together. We've done a lifetime movie. We've done a, done a Hallmark movie. Oh, um, my yeah, maybe it's me. It's kind of, it was a funny show because there was so many actors in it. And I think that's one of the reasons why we got canceled as well. It was a really expensive show expensive, for the yeah. WB. Um, but there was so many great actors that passed through. And if I look back now at some of the day players that were doing like guest spots and stuff like that, I'm like, wow, look at this person's career. Now they've worked, you know, they're series regular on NCIS or what, whatever, you know, like these Dick Wolf shows and stuff. So 
It's, oh, um, that's so funny, Autumn. Funny. Is, uh, yeah, I think I play. Okay, so the blonde girl, your little sister, right? What was her name? Did she play your uh, Reagan, sister? Ray, Reagan. Reagan Dillon. Yep. Yes. Yeah, um, she lives in Vancouver, actually. Oh, my gosh. So I think I played, then, like, either her friend or her enemy or something. Okay. <laughs> and I was at the prom. Frenemy? Maybe her frenemy. Oh, yeah. my gosh. This is too funny. That's oh my so gosh. funny. Okay, so I love Autumn, it. How, how do you prepare for a movie? You know, it's different depending, every movie's different for me because it depends on the character. Every movie takes a different level of um, preparation. I, you know, I've played real people before and obviously you have to prepare for that in a very specific way with like accent and rhythm and cadence and matching their energy. And um, so that takes this very specific type of preparation. And, um, uh, but something, you know, when I'm working for Hallmark, so much of it is heart centered for me in these roles is allowing people to feel my heart. And so with these movies, it's about aligning to where your character's love is placed, like, and figuring out where I relate to that. And at what point in the story, she opens her heart and, um, how closed she is and how hurt she's been or not, you know, has some of these, I think that's what draws people to Hallmark too, is yeah. that. I love I love hearing this by the way. Sorry to cut you off, but I love hearing this because I think that's the the therapeutic uh yes. the purpose behind these movies. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's why people I get, you know, I'll be in an airplane and, and a, a woman will come over to me and say, Hi, are you Andrew Walker? And I say, Yeah, she goes, Oh my gosh, I just I've been in a, you know, remission from breast cancer for the yeah. past year. And when I was going through cancer and cancer treatments, I'd come home and I would turn on Hallmark channel and yeah. you've been such a, you know, you know, pivotal point of, you know, in my, in my, in my <clears throat> mental yeah. health and the process of dealing with it all and whatever. And yeah. it's just so, it, it's so special. It's such, it feels so uh, fulfilling, you know, to hear yeah. people's stories and how you've helped them through a, a moment in their life. Yeah, these movies can be medicine and and we are at a point in in human history in which the world needs a lot of healing. And um and so I feel really grateful for for the people who are able to find healing in in, in these stories. I feel really lucky. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I I love that. That's exactly, you know, my approach with these things too is like how honest can I be and and also you know, what, what can people relate to in a way in building a relationship with somebody? And also like, I, I, I like going into these projects with, in the, with the complete unknown and, and just like figuring it out on the spot and not having too much of it plotted out beforehand. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, obviously there's like that pivotal point where, the, the relationship, there's a, there's a change, you know, there's something like, there's like, all right, we're in a different place now. And we're like able to have a little bit more fun, flirtatious fun. And, um, but it really is about just exploring those, uh, boundaries is the way to explain it. But like, just, you know, in, you, you, like I've done probably, I've done almost 20 of these movies now and every single movie is a different, there's a different, uh, blueprint of how that relationship has panned out at the end. You know what I mean? It's not like people yeah. are like, Oh, Hallmark movies are, you know, they're very similar. All of them, you know, that you know, the, 
you know, big city girl moves back to the small town and meets their, yeah. you know, her high school sweetheart. And then they, then they fall in love. And then they, you know, at the very end of the movie, get married or, you know, you know, they're going to live happily ever after. But really when you look at every single one of those movies, the way that they fell in love in that, in that movie is totally different in every movie. And it's mm-hmm. interesting to kind of go into it and go, well, this is a totally different case scenario. This is a different person. There's different things that make them tick or whatever. And, yeah. and I, 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 that's what excites me about these movies. People ask me like, Oh, are you, do you not, are you tired of like working on, on Hallmark movies all the time? And I'm like, no, man, I find a different journey yeah. in every single yes. one of these movies. Yeah. And you, you know, even with the similarities, it's like, you really do get to reveal a different part of yourself with every, every one of these movies. And, um, and it, that's how it should be, you know, even if it's subtle, it's, it's really, it's actually in some ways more fun, the subtle differences, like, okay, where can I pull from that? I haven't pulled from before and you get to push yourself and, um, yeah. 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 No, it's, uh, no, it's feel, I feel really fortunate to be, uh, to be so, you know, to, to, to be ingrained in the family, you know, it's, it's uh, now, how many movies have you done for them so far? I think, I think this is my 22nd. Oh my, I think you have the record, right? I think I read somewhere <laughs> that like you and Lacey have the record. Yeah. I think Lacey crushes me, but I, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think I might, I think I might, I, whenever I'm on, home and family, Cameron Matheson and I, we would always, you know, brag about, you know, I've done Cameron cause Cameron was up at around 17 or so, but then home and family's taken up all of his time these past wow. few years. So obviously he hasn't been able to shoot any, well, I think he's done maybe one or two since then, but now I'm coming on like Cameron, I'm at 20, I'm at 20 now. I'm at 20 now, buddy. What are you at? So. I'm beating <laughs> but, you. Uh... Yeah. How about you? Um, gosh, let me think. I think ours will be my 13th, which feels like, I think 13 is a lucky number. It's the number of the goddess. Like I'm very excited about that. This one being that one. Yeah. Also where we're shooting is Mm -hmm. you're, it's going to blow your mind. I don't know if you've heard about this place or shot there, but it is so gorgeous. And, uh, normally there's hot springs there, which unfortunately yes. I'm sure closed down. Probably closed. I have shot there before. Yes, I did. I did one of these movies there. So I'm really glad to get to go back. Uh, and you know what? I'm excited about shooting it um, up here in Canada. There was a period of time where we were going to shoot it in Utah, actually. Oh, no uh, way. Yeah. Which, which I was excited about. Cause I thought I might be able to bring my kids and um, you know, cause it's a little more local and there's no quarantine, but um, the locations that I've seen up here because we're just coming out of winter are so green and lush. Lush. Oh my gosh. This movie yeah. is going to be stunning. We're shooting it at the perfect time in the perfect place. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, I know. People have been asking, is this a, fall summer it's a summertime it's a summer in the summer yeah i believe it's gonna be out on august 7th oh okay yeah okay great well i love that i know and i, I love that i'm here working with you 
Me too. We're going to have so much fun. It'd be great. And it sounds like we have a really similar approach to, um, to how we work with, um, being prepared, but then with having freedom and looseness on the day and it being about mm-hmm. channeling our, our authenticity through these people. So I think, I think that bodes well for, for a really beautiful shoot and a really beautiful movie. I have freedom and looseness tattooed on my, um, <laughs> That's what I live my life by, freedom and looseness. <laughs> um, well, Autumn, I will see you on set. <laughs> it's been lovely interviewing been lovely. you and getting to know your path, and now we can just dive right in on Monday. I know. We were supposed to talk today anyways and just, like, you know. Just... We just did it. We just did it with a public forum. So public forum. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks guys. Thanks Brandon. Thanks Dan Panda, everybody for having us on the show. And um, we will talk soon and guys look forward to you seeing our movie. Deck the Hallmark is a Bramble Jam podcast recorded live and yeah, that Greenville, South Carolina is produced by Brandon Gray, set decor by Plum Haywood Mall. For more information on all Bramble Jam podcasts, you can go to BrambleJamPodcast.com for more information on how to listen to Deck the Hallmark ad-free. You can go to BrambleJamPlus.com.